Carly asks, can you do an episode on your writing processes and steps you take to create a story slash methods or materials you use? Yes. Yes, we can. This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. Welcome to the 41st episode of The Christian Artist. Let me check. That sounded like another question, yep. and we already did the intro. So. Nope, 41st episode of The question. Christian Artist. There you go. Basically, this episode is going to consist of Connor asking me some quick questions about my writing process, because Connor's lame and he doesn't really <clears throat> write. What? I totally never write. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean I... Yeah, I never write. And, and see, one, half of the question I think well, we've already we'll, answered we'll on this podcast. Now. Hold up no. I write lots of stuff. It's just not fiction. It's just not fiction, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just... Story, uh, Connor. Yeah. But half of this question I think we've already answered, because uh, the last half says, uh, steps you take to create a story, methods or materials you use. We've done so many brainstorming episodes. I think that, Carly, well, if you we want... we did like three or four. Yeah, I know. That's but not that's, so many. That's a lot. There's only like... A tenth of our episodes. Okay, all right, fine. But uh, I think those episodes, if you really want to know what, you know, the process you'd go about creating a story, those are awesome episodes to look up. And also, um, uh, the podcast Writing Excuses is a fantastic place to go, not only to figure out how to come up with stories. They have plenty of brainstorming episodes themselves. Um, And if you don't know what Writing Excuses is, I've talked about it before, but... um, it's a podcast by Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells and some of our favorite authors. Um, and they not only talk about how to brainstorm stories, but also how to, like, the actual writing process, the, the, the creation of prose. So that is a great resource to go to. Um, but just real quick, um, some of the things that I think I do as I'm going through this um, – the process of just putting down prose itself because the brainstorming, I think we've covered that pretty well on this podcast. But um, the actual process, one of the things that I try to do is I try to come up with like an overarching theme for what I'm trying to write. So not like the whole preachy thing of this story is about, you know, this allegorical God figure who's going to save everyone at the end of the book. Like that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is um, – Say, for example, the, sh- the novella I wrote called Clock Strikes Death. It is a, you know, clock punk western kind of thing. It's, it's a really weird mix of all sorts of different story ideas. But the whole theme of that was guilt. It's this one guy's guilt at all of the bad things he's done in his life and he, how he wants to change, but in the end he realizes he won't change. He, he, he's he's a horrible person and he's never going to change and it's a pretty depressing story um and and it was actually funny my dad read it and he was like yeah i love the story but the only problem was like he he didn't turn good at the end like and and i think i'm okay with that because i like those kind of stories that push the envelope of what we think a story should be like a story shouldn't always have a happy ending i mean like out of the majority of experiences that you have had in your life, how many? What percentage of them have ended happily ever after? Mm-hmm. That's not life. Um, that's basically the number one reason I love Emery so much. The band is because they, instead of like they actually talked about this on their on their podcast once. Actually, it was really the only episode I actually listened to. <laughs> but uh, they were talking about how. He was talking about uh, his college professor. Uh, he went to a Bible college or whatever. I'm pretty sure this was Matt. Maybe it was Toby. Okay. 
pretty sure this is Matt, the lead singer. Uh, he was talking about how his college professor at uh, this Bible college would always, you know, he told his Bible uh, for college professor. He was like, you know, I'm thinking about writing some music and, uh, uh, you know, I've written some songs before and stuff like that. And his uh, professor said, oh, that's great. You know, like, that's that's really good. You're using your talents or whatever. But um, make sure that, you know, it always ends with Jesus, you know. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't, that's not, you know, good, like, art to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not life. You don't, not everything ends with, um, you Jesus know, he gave his, yeah, he, At he least gave his life viewpoint. to Jesus, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, like that, that, that's a good point. Like, a lot of Christian movies, every movie ends with the altar call. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's coming to Christ. All the atheists come to Christ at the end of the movie. Or they all die. Or they all die. <laughs> or both. No, no, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, like, God's, God's not, not dead. dead. <laughs> I'm a Christian, or uh, I'm about to die, so I'll give my life to God. Yep. And thankfully, I wonder a, how... Thankfully, <laughs> the pastor we've been following for no reason this entire movie happened to be right here. Yep. You know, obviously, that's a God moment. And I'm sure that was a true conversion. Yeah, <laughs> that's a true conversion. I'm sure he there. really repented of his sin. And- mm-hmm. He had about five seconds before he bled out. <laughs> I don't think it's a lot of time to fully understand, you know, exactly what you need to do. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, you know. He's been studying do. the Bible his whole yeah, life, though. That's that a good character. point. Well, not only that, but, I'm, you know, it's obvious what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you don't have to... Tell somebody the gospel in order for and them in to the understand end, and worship God. In the end, God. is it really us who say who it does the salvation I mean, it's, act? That's all you know God I mean? anyway, you know? so it doesn't so. Really matter. <laughs> we're, we were talking about Emory, right? That's well, we, okay. we were talking about stories. Well, you know, we're, <laughs> you know, we, we, I'm just trying, trying to finish the, the topic we on. Mm-hmm. But uh, talking about, uh, you know, he just didn't want that to be his music. He didn't want everything to have a happy ending. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, making encouraging music or, or even music that always ends happily. Mm-hmm. But the point is that's not life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's its own thing. And just like Emery has its own thing. Yeah. It's about, um, it doesn't always have to be that way. I think yeah, that's the point we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, you the, can end a ha- make your story have a happy ending. That's totally fine. But, don't feel like you have to end it a certain way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you should always have a purpose as to why you ended a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it should uh, always be properly foreshadowed. Yes. It, well, not only properly foreshadowed, it should have a, its own meaning. And it should, you know, actually mean something. Yeah. It shouldn't be, and then everybody died from a nuke because why yeah. not? Which is it's one of the main you know? reasons that I emphasize theme. Because if you if you keep coming back to this core concept you're talking about, and this isn't this isn't to say that you're getting on the soapbox in this book and like slamming this mm-hmm. ideal into someone's head. It's your characters are thinking about this thing. So, you yeah. know, my character in Clock Strikes Death is always thinking about how he's a bad person and he wants to change, but he can't. And he feels like he's stuck in this place forever. And that, that wasn't like, I'm not trying to make some sort of you know, preachy message about you should change and repent or whatever. It's about this character's struggle to deal with his own horribleness, you know, his darkness inside of him and how he deals with it. And that that makes that uh, informs everything else in the story. So, so as I'm as I was saying, I think one of the most important things you can do is discover why this story exists, mm-hmm. why you want to tell this story, what thing do you want to say, what journey are these characters going to go on. 
Uh, but don't don't make the entire story revolve around that exact point. Unless you're writing a short story. Yes. Because, uh, and that's one of the reasons the novella was that way, is because it was short. It was a mm-hmm. very short novella. Like, it was almost a novelette. Like, and, mm-hmm. and when you get into shorter fiction, you have to condense those things and make the story only about one or maybe two things. Yeah. But if, mean, you're, if you're going it, out to a novel, you want to incorporate three or four kind of those themes and then interweave them like with to look skyward the the novel i'm writing right now it's not about one specific thing there's lots of themes of like power struggles and socialism to some extent and you know um people feeling like they're helpless lots of things like that but those are all different character struggles and there are three main characters so you get these different things from all these different people it's not about this one theme per se um, yeah. Um, when when you're writing a, a full length book, you are are telling a story that has a point. When you're writing a short story, you're you're telling a point that has a story. You're um, because because you know if you're writing a full length book or something like that, you you take them through the journey of it, and then at the end, you know everything lines up to to say this one thing. But with the short story, it's it's literally you are literally just condensing it. Mm-hmm. But when you condense it, you take away the the journey, and instead it's it's a it's a glimpse of someone's life. But he that that scene or that day that you take him through that tells the and I'm talking about short stories and like right. novellas. Are probably, you know, obviously, you don't have to keep it in one day, and you don't have to keep it in one day anyway. I'm talking like you know, but whatever whatever thing you have them going through, it. It has to tell a story. You can't, you know, like it, just because a it's a story, short story. Yeah, a story is not just a random sequence of events. Yeah, like it's it interconnected be, events. It can't be everybody goes into a room and they all start fighting. Yes, and you like the the short story can't be a piece of a book. Yes, it can't be this big fight scene that has no purpose or you know you know when you're writing a book. But for this sure, is the thing. I feel like a good novel, every chapter. Or maybe to some extent, every scene should be its yes. own short story. Just like it every have, TV show yeah, episode exactly. should be its own story. But not okay, not to that extent. Like if you're telling an episodic th- show like that, that's what you obviously it's an it's a self-contained thing. Oh, but what yes. I'm talking about is like you know each chapter should have a beginning, middle, and end, yeah, and okay. some sort of I'm thing talking. that gets resolved by the end of it, or yes. some things that is left unresolved, and that's the point. I'm talking from the per- from the from the viewpoint of watching Lost. I've just watching that recently again. Okay. Um, but we you know oh, we yeah, used yeah. to and watch that's it. What as, I'm, okay, as, yeah, Lost is a good example yes. of that because it is one overarching story, but it's told in these pieces that are interconnected, like a, every it's one piece. Every single episode tells its own story, yes. but it is a part of a bigger story. Which is, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, each yeah. chapter should be its own short story yes. in a larger story, which is your yeah. novel. Uh, you know, specifically from Lost, it's always, um, it basically is always the, every episode is like the, continue, just the continuation of the story, but it's told from the viewpoint of one person, and usually that one person is the person who makes all the main choices, or the one who solves the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it doesn't always get solved. But the point is, uh, you know, Which is hey, good... this needs to happen in yeah. our story. 
Um, but instead of making it happen to one person, we want to make this, we're going to want it, we want it to happen to this person and we want this entire episode to be about this person and this person needs to have his own little arc or character development inside of this. And I think that's what a chapter is definitely like, Mm -hmm. especially because of the use of viewpoint. Most of the time in a novel, you'd have a chapter be from one person's viewpoint, which makes everything in that chapter about them, even if... It's all these external things happening. Mm-hmm. It's not about their struggle, it, but it is to some extent because you're in their head. Yes. You're seeing their reaction to all these things, mm-hmm. and that informs everything else. And so you get to the end of it, and you feel like you've learned something about the character because you saw all of these events through their eyes. Even if the story was about this assassination, the fact that you're in this person's head when the assassination happens makes the story about that character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because stories are, you know... Like, the we, we, we only way we experience things is through other people. Hmm. We don't, you know, we, we, we are always having thoughts and we're always, you know, having, you know, feeling things. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you don't have to do it this way. We're not saying, you know. Yeah, this is this is third person limited yes. viewpoint. This is, this is just what we've always omniscient done. Omniscient is a, or, or it's first person. Yeah. Um, but... You know, third-person omniscient is a completely valid form of storytelling, which is like you're zoomed out and you're God, mm-hmm. basically, and you yes. know everything, which The Lord of the Rings was wrote, written like that. And mm-hmm. you can't say that, you know, Ryan could never do that because, you know, yeah. Lord of the Rings is the most successful fantasy series of all time, so. The point is when you uh, are, are you know, reading a story, you 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 are experiencing it. If if you just tell me what happens, it's not as nearly as as, as moving as it is, uh, if you're, if I'm inside of somebody, because then I'm experiencing what that person is experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's there's nothing wrong with any other type of writing. But um, I mean, to third person omniscient to some extent, it always goes, in, it head yeah. hops. That's mostly mm-hmm. what they're doing. Is they're not only telling it from this wide angle yeah. lens. And even like movies, like you can't actually be in a person's viewpoint yes. per se. But if you're focusing on their face. That's the best, you know. That's well, that's what Lost does. They mm-hmm. they make the the specific episode about the character, and so everything is informed by the fact that you know this is episode is about this person, yes. and you see their facial f- expressions and you know all that stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I uh, I think Lost is probably besides the the I won't give any spoilers, but besides the letdown of an ending, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of not as good as it could have been. Um, I think it's the most fantastic storytelling, like in, piece of in, in TV, TV show, show. Definitely, it, like, it is. It is the in most TV well show? done. What is that supposed to mean? Well, in television, it, in it television, is, it is the most well done TV show. I, I, in my opinion, because it's just so rich in storytelling. It really is, and you know, I don't think Lost is my favorite TV show, but I think I would have to agree that it's most probably well the most well done. Um, yeah. Especially because I'm, you know, watching it again with you, bits and pieces of it while yeah. you're watching it. It's just everything about it is masterfully created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't say it's perfect. I have no, seen. It's definitely not. Actually, like when you think about the character of Michael, um, how basically for most of that beginning of the story, for most of the part when Walt is not there, when Walt gets captured, yeah, Michael, Which is a spoiler, his his his, sp- his son gets <laughs> captured. Everything about Michael becomes, I need to get my son back. I need to get my son back. I need uh-huh. to get my son back. And he has no other emotion. He has no other character. It's just well, about his son. 
But that's what a father would do. Well, it's what a father would do, but every single and, and they went through this on ready excuses. What did they? There was no time to feel other emotions. The only emotion we ever got from him was his arc emotion, which was I need my son back. I need my son back. It wasn't oh, I'm really sad and I get into a depression or I'm really angry and I want to throw things around. It wasn't that contrast. It was just simply, yeah, that's a good we point. need to get my son back. We need to get my son back constantly, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Well, they did They did kind of show after he had killed uh, those those two girls, which I won't yeah, yeah. that either. But, uh, well, I spoiled it. He you kind of did. Two girls. <laughs> but this, it's been, yeah. what, 2004? Yeah, it's it's been, come on, guys. It's been 10 years. But wow, yeah. that's weird. I know, right? It's been 12 years since Lost came out. Yep. Um, or almost 12 yeah, years. Almost, yeah, because it's... It will be 12 years this year. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter at all. Um, Not really You know, all. but, like, what we were saying is, you know, it, you're always experiencing it from somebody's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Even if it is an overhead shot, you're always yeah. there. You want to make sure that you're... That, Even with Third Omniscient, yeah. Yeah, like, like the person, you want to have them feel like they're literally watching it over, you know, overhead. Like you want, cause, cause we always, or even just through the person's eyes. Yeah. Know, like it is in their head. It is cooler. It is one thing to experience a story that you were not a part of. It's another thing to experience a story from another person's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in which, and there are a lot of things that even if you're in a third limited viewpoint that will kick you out of yeah. that immersion, which you need, uh, can you think of any examples of that? Because I can't off the top of my well, head. Well, I mean, like, just something that they wouldn't know. Yes. That is, okay, yes. Um, Viewpoint errors. Okay, if you're going to do third person limited, which is the kind of the standard for fiction, unless you're going to do first person limited, uh-huh. you know, the limited viewpoint is what I'm talking about. Um, either whether or not it's in I or he. Yes, if you're if you if you, you use only, thoughts, if you if yes. you're going inside someone's head, mm-hmm. um, don't say little did he know that he was about to be killed by this mega trap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you, that's you, an omniscient statement. Yes, which is fine if you're doing omniscient because then you are a specific narrator. Yeah, you keep or, in mind the well, consistency yeah. of the book is very important um, because uh, if you go back and forth between something, you want. It, it's an experience. You're not mm-hmm. you're not telling a story, and you know they just have to, um, you know, catch on. You want them to literally experience what these people yeah. are experiencing, or experience uh, this story from from their viewpoint. They might be reading the story and just being like, "Oh, wow, this is happening, and that's happening." Yeah, but that's know. why when you say things like, and, I, and this is a really really common, it's one of the most common errors I see in writing. Like I just read randomly of. Not like professional writing or whatever. No, yeah, like, like when somebody's like, no, hey. someone's like, hey, can you read the chapter yeah. in my book? Um, is um, they'll say, they'll, they'll give you information that the character could not possibly know, yes. such as thoughts from the enemy they're fighting. Like mm-hmm. uh, the person did this thing when, and fe- felt frightened. The, yeah. Your character doesn't know that this other person feels frightened. What you he, need to do is you need to show them the expression that the person makes when yes. they are frightened. And that will give you the cue that, oh, that person is frightened. Because, or even just have yeah. the character think, oh, I get, wow, that guy looks really scared. You know what I mean? You want it all to be, um, well, you, you know, you want it all to be from that person's viewpoint. You want it to be limited. You want, yeah, you want it to be limited so that. Uh, That's why it's called that. It's because your knowledge is limited. You're not omniscient. 
your knowledge yes. is limited well, yeah, to this person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't you know, it's better to uh to you know, to to the whole show thing, like to have somebody <sighs> my thoughts. <laughs> it's late at night, people. Yes, it is. Well, is it? Nine fifty-seven. Oh, it's late for us because we're tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's you know you don't have to tell people anything if you just show them mm-hmm. something by saying like okay, I'm surprised. What what do I do? Or mm-hmm. let's say I'm angry. Exactly. I like his face darkened, or you know some sort of thing of he 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 just narrowed his eyes at me. Yeah. Like. You know, think of it as like the person is a detective and he's noticing all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything you you put in the book, it tells you something. You know, like um, you don't don't put in every single little thing that they're doing, no matter what. But because you're again from the character's viewpoint, yes. they don't notice something. Yeah, you shouldn't put it in. Yes. Like you know what I mean. Uh, just whatever. I mean, it, it, okay. Whatever they so say even for example, like say uh, the person scowled. But the character you're from doesn't know why they scowled. You put in the, the part that they scowled, but yeah. you don't put in the extra part of, oh, he scowled because, you know, he that thing you just said ticked him off. Mm-hmm. Your character would be like, wait, why is wait, why does he have that expression on his face? I don't understand. Which tells you something about the character because the reader might be able to figure that out. They might be able to be like, oh, he's angry because of that thing he said. Uh-huh. And then you you get information not only about that other character that you're not in the head of, but you get information about the character in the head of because you realize they're oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would always want it to be, um, you know, and you're not telling them a story. You're telling them how what this person experienced. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's, that is the story. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, this turned into writing tips and not writing process. It totally did. Um, I guess we just can't help but uh, talk about... I think what I'll probably have to do is I'll have to like, write this down and yeah. then go through it like an outline. For your writing thing. process? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, and I'll talk it with you, of course, because it's, it's always easier. I tried recording this episode a little bit ago just by myself. I got five minutes in. And I'm like, this is not working. I need someone to talk to because I was just talking to the void, looking at a, a map over there, and I'm like... <laughs> This is stupid. I feel like I'm just being dumb. But yeah, so it's 10 o'clock and we're going to be done. <laughs> but this has been Writing Tips 101. Oh, uh, this has been Writing Tips 101, yes. But uh, we are going to start a new thing. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll probably close this out, you know, with... Oh, that's probably a good thing to yeah, do. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we're going to start closing everything out with um, a quote. Uh, ooh, it ooh. might be from... Should we do the quote after I say the tagline end thing? Because then people will have to stick around for it. I don't want people to stick around for it. <laughs> okay. Um, Never mind. I don't, I don't think it matters. But, but yeah, uh, this is another... So the two segments that we're adding uh, now uh, are the mix and match thing where, you know, every, every other episode or so, we'll take some random thing, mix it with something else, and mm-hmm. came up with a story idea. I like that. That's cool. Um, or a song idea or whatever. Um, and then we'll also have a quote of the day or a week, I guess. Yeah. So, the quote um, of the week this time. From R.C. Sproul. I think it's Sproul. Sproul? I don't actually know how to pronounce that. R.C. Sproul. That sounds cooler than Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Sproul sounds like he holds R. C. discs Sproul. up, you know? No, like it is R.C. Sproul. It's Sproul. Sproul? Yeah. Okay. So, Sproul, uh, Sproul sounds cooler, you know? And now just Sproul kinda, doesn't sound like a word at all. Like, prowl, but Sproul. It just, you know, he has like, that kind of like... He's a spry prowler. Yeah, he's like <laughs> a snake that's on the hunt. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, from R.C. Sproul, uh, we are saved 
by God, from God, and for God. So what do you, what do you think about that, Keon? Let's, 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 un, let's unpack this quote, too. You know, just, just, just real quick. Tell about a um, random quote. We, we went, to a, went to a church this morning. Not our church, but we were visiting our grandparents' church. And they uh, the sermon that day was about the wrath of God. And we're they're talking, or the pastor. the pastor was talking, and he got to this point. He's like, "This is one of the most important quotes I ever got to, I ever heard, you know, for my Christian walk." Was why like the 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 answer to the question, "We're saved from what?" Because you know everybody's saying, "Oh, you need to be saved," but people don't know what we're supposed to be saved from. And it's not just sin; it's not just death. It's I mean, deeper sin, than that. It, it sin is, doesn't kill us. I mean, the the God, if, if God wouldn't have wouldn't have existed, or if God have wouldn't anything, have given us the judgment, yeah, we, of sin and of death. I mean, for our sin, sin doesn't have power over us in the fact that sin causes us to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if God, like, even if sin did have that power, I mean, that that power would come from God. Exactly. God would have made sin have that power over you, kind of a thing. So, no matter what, God has caused it. Yeah. So, I mean, God is the person you need to be saved from. Mm-hmm. Which, and by that we mean from the wrath of God yes. that is being that is going to be poured out on you in the day of wrath and, du- and judgment if you don't repent and follow Christ. And so this is where God is saving us. God is the one saving us from Himself for Himself. Yes. So He, and it's not. And this is an interesting thing. I like the last part of that for God. It's not that just God is saving us and just like, all right, yeah, he's, we're he's, done. He's saving us so that he... So he, so he we, we can be his. Yeah, he can use us for his mm-hmm. purposes kind of a deal. Ultimately, to give him glory. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that we don't understand as a Christian culture, um, at least not to the full extent that we should, is that everything we do, everything that exists, exists for a singular purpose, and that is to give glory to God. It's not about making us happy. It's not even about pleasing God per se. You know what I mean? Like it's not just so God can be happy. It's so that everything can glorify God so that you can, you you know that God is the highest. God is the greatest. God is the most everything. And, and it's not just about this, you know, oh, we should give praise to God. It's that God is the purpose for everything without him. Nothing could exist. A lot of times we get to this point where we're like, um, we don't really understand that where where we're going across our Christian life and all that stuff. And, and then we don't think about the fact that everything that happens, even the bad things, even the, the people not being saved, even the fact that people reject God is ultimately used to glorify God. And and that's something that we just don't get. It's like the, when Pharaoh's heart, heart was hardened against God in um, in Genesis or Exodus, Exodus <laughs> sorry, in Exodus, that was to the glory of God. That was so he could pour out his wrath on Egypt, which gave him glory. And, and a lot of times we think about this and we're like, no, but God can't be like that. God can't be this person who just like takes out his wrath on random people. What we we're not random people exactly. I mean, like when you say random people, it's like, oh, well, he doesn't know that person, or he like, he, what did that person do? Yeah, it's he like, knows us didn't... to our cores, and he knows that we are wicked, and so it's it's the purpose of he is a holy and just God, and the only thing he can do to wicked people who refuse to repent is judge them, is pour out his the wrath. The only on thing them. he could write 
rightfully do. While well, still being true to his yes. character. Um, but that also brings up the question of... Uh, one thing we are definitely been... The, uh, the River Hills Church has definitely been talking about is like the whole idea of but how can God justify us um, yet still be justified himself? How can, yeah. how can, how can he, be he still be holy? For the, for, yeah, for how can he be pardoned for the crime of uh, giving somebody grace when they deserve, you know... Mm-hmm. And that's because and he took the punishment himself. Mm-hmm. He took the wrath himself. So the punishment is still there, but God, being the one who gave the punishment in the first place, had every right to put it on himself. Like, you know, he's the only one who had that right. He's the only one who could have taken that punishment. It couldn't have just been some random Joe who decided to follow every law. Even if someone could have been perfect, it still wouldn't have worked because God was the one who set up the law in the first place. So, yep. there you go. That's what I've been learning. <laughs> so, yeah. This ended up being a much longer episode than I expected it to be. Which is it's okay. Like 30 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good That's with that. That's actually really good. Yeah. All right. So, this has been Running Tips 101. And, uh, well, Raft. this has been the Christian artist. That's true. But, yeah. You, so, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show, at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, and at our website at Christian Artist You can also find it at Google Plus at The Christian Artist. You can also, 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 you can find various stuff that I've worked on at my website, calebmpowers.com. So that's my shameless plug. And Connor doesn't have any presence on the internet. Hey, I have a Facebook. I mean, we already talked about this. Yeah, I talk about stuff on Facebook. So friend him on Facebook. Yeah. And you'll uh, get all sorts of Bible quotes and verses I and stuff. I probably won't accept it unless you tell me, hey, I watch, you know, I listen to Christian artists. I want to read your posts. And I'll be like, of course. <laughs> Until you start stalking me or giving me weird messages, and then I'll delete you. All right. Black you probably too. Sounds good. That'd be creepy. <laughs> All That'd right. Be creepy. Anyway. Being creepy is weird. Oh, uh, I do think we should read the the quote one more time. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Okay. So it is, we are saved by God, from God, and for God. R.C. Sproul. Go. So uh, anybody ever says that uh, um, God is saving us for sin or, you know, like. You mean from sin? Yeah, yeah. Saving us from sin. Or, or even whole, saving us from ourselves to yeah, some extent. The whole idea of, like, um, it's our sin. Right. You know? But it's... Uh, like, why did that... Why do you need to be saved from your sin? That's yes. the deeper question. It's because God is holy and he judges you for your sin. <laughs> One thing I'll, I'll say real quick just before we go is... Um, I was just writing about um, old earth creationism, but I think it applies here as well. I, I tweeted this. Um, if you take away the purpose for the first Adam's disobedience, you take away the purpose for the last Adam's obedience. And I think it applies here too. When you take away the reason why we had to be saved in the first place, it completely makes Jesus' sacrifice pointless. Like, why did he have to do that? Mm-hmm. If, if God wasn't saving us from himself, why didn't, couldn't he just snap his fingers and save us? You know yeah, what I mean? mean? If, if the, the, the power he's fighting against is pesky humans and sin, yeah. he just instantly save us. The point is he, he, he can't unless there's payment for it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he is a holy and just God. You can't just, he can't just overlook something like that. Mm-hmm. He can't stand the presence of sin. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not his fault. It's your fault. I mean, like, can't be like, oh, God's just intolerable. You know, like, tolerance, tolerance. You know, the point is, God makes the rules. And who are we to say anything different? But yeah, that's been The Christian Artist. Have a great week, guys.
Mm, good question. Yep. It would have been really funny if you did the podcast by yourself and had to have a question for yourself. Well, I, what I did was, I'm all alone. <laughs> I'm all alone in the universe.